Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast, a very special Christmas Rock Sound Podcast, our first of four. We're joined by a very, very special co-host. First, I'm Will Cross, June editor at the magazine, joined as always by Mr. Jack Rogers, the legend. How's it going? Hello, Will. That's that's, that's a big uh, statement to make. <laughs> the legend. It's Christmas, you know. <laughs> yeah, special occasion. <laughs> rest of the year. It's all right, rest of the year, but... Now, this is, is that your gift? <laughs> that is, yeah. that is. And we're joined, as I say, by a very special co-host. You guys are always asking us to get him on. We've had him on the podcast before. It is Mr. Patty Walters of As It Is. How's it it's going, me! You've built it up so much. I think everyone is expecting somebody like much grander, but it's just to me. Merry Christmas, it's me. Oh, hi. No, this is really fun. Thanks for having me. This is going to be cool. Absolute, Absolute pleasure. pleasure, man. Oh, man, in sync oh. there. Yeah. Jinx. Turn around, touch ground. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking to Patty about his year and As It Is' his year, kind of asking some stuff of what's been going on it's been an amazing year with OK and everything so we're going to ask all about that talk a little bit about 2018 at the end as well and we're also going to throw the entire thing over to Patty as well in the middle talk about his favourite album his favourite songs his favourite shows all sorts of stuff so um yeah, let's kick off. I'll kick off. I'll kick off. So in uh, in our last chat, when uh, you were on the podcast, um, you mentioned that you were particularly proud of the heavier moments on OK, so songs like Austin Soap and things like that. Um, and, you know, seeing you guys, you know, absolutely slate a download and, like, we we're talking about Neck Deep before we hit record, you know, and you're probably screaming in those songs. It's really, really cool. Is that what you're most proud of from the OK cycle, would you say? I believe so. I think the thing uh, just kind of fundamentally I'm proud of is the sincerity and the vulnerability. It's like, like we really tried to just um, be as honest and kind of transparent as possible with the lyrics. I think Never Happy has its its moments and, you know, we, we were just kind of like figuring out what we were doing kind of as we were doing it. We'd never written a full length record before. Um, and with that, we really pushed, pushed ourselves to be like not only more just kind of vulnerable and honest, but to just talk about our lives as kind of, I don't know, just uh, in general and grander and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, talking about other people like our, our family, like my sister, like Ben's grandfather, that makes it more personal. I, I was worried that was going to make it like slightly like alienating and inaccessible. But on the other hand, like all these people come in uh, after the shows, they talk about their family and it's like this really special connection. I think that's what I'm most prou- proud of. Like heavy or poppy is just kind of we achieved this extra, like, I don't know, this new, like, level of depth with certain fans, and I'm really proud of that. That just feels really nice. Very cool, yeah, because I know, like, we chatted a little about the starting line and bands like that, you know, Correct. Those are a real kind of hard edge to them, you know. Is that kind of, was it kind of cool to kind of really bring, because obviously you had that already, but was it cool to kind of push those bits of the As It Is sound quite It was. Um, what was especially fun is just we formed this band when we were in our like earlier mid-20s we didn't like I think a lot of uh, pop punk bands kind of grow up together you know they were in like kindergarten or like they were really really young and they just kind of like grew up and like wore the same kind of clothes and all this stuff and like fundamentally we're all really different as people we had different kind of like childhoods and different like musical interests and all this kind of stuff so to kind of shine a spotlight on that everybody's kind of more eclectic music taste was was really fun but to see it work was really rewarding because you know it, it could have not worked and we were kind of <laughs> bracing ourselves for that at the same time um, I think a lot of people and us in the past have like kind of viewed us as a safe band or like a band that you kind of like feel like you understand and then we, we really tried to you know break out of that box and do something a little more brave um, and yeah to see it work was really rewarding and to kind of you know, feel more confident about pushing the boat even further out is is really exciting. Awesome stuff, Jack. Yes. Yeah, um, luckily, you kind of led in quite nice to what I wanted to ask you. Because, Super. Yeah, it's, it's almost as if we planned it. I'll, I'll try to do that every <laughs> yeah. time. I'll play it. <laughs> um, yeah, the way that you're saying that you're trying to break out of this box, which 
you guys haven't even like you, you're almost put in by everyone else around you mm-hmm. um, and developing these different sounds and bringing in the different styles and stuff where do you feel you sit within the spectrum of the quote unquote scene right now com- compared to around the first album and do you feel as though do you feel a lot more comfortable in the position you are now it's funny because I don't know if I think where we've always belonged is not having any one particular like kind of comfortable place. Absolutely. Because yeah. we we came we we started this band uh, over five years ago in Brighton. It was very much like a DIY punk and hardcore scene, and here we are, yeah. just kind of I don't know, like a bit of a pop punk band at the time. And then as we kind of came up with like UK pop punk with bands like Neck Deep and Rome and Trash Boat and the others, it's kind of, I don't think we entirely belonged there. And with American pop-punk bands, like The Wonder Years and The Stories of Far, Real Friends, Knuckle Puck, State Champs, it's like, I don't know if we necessarily belonged there either. And we found, like, our crossover is, I don't know, slightly odder bands in the mid- in, in the middle, but we kind of, you know, we can do lighter tours, we can do heavier tours, and I don't know, we've just never, like let ourselves get too comfortable with any one kind of scene or genre. Maybe that's true of like other bands, but I I know kind of from the very like formation of this band, there was like this kind of uphill battle. Yeah. Nobody was ever kind of like, we were never cool. And we're definitely still not cool. (laughs) And we're cool with not being cool. Like, I mean, we're not trying to be a cool band. We're trying to be ourselves. And um, as long as we're proud of what we're doing and as long as people like what we're doing, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. yeah, I think never being comfortable from the get-go has been on our side kind of this whole time. Yeah, it's much better than because it's if you were to go, well, this is what we want to be right now, and this is who we're going want to tour with and stuff. It kind of it it you're putting yourself in that pigeonhole and then yeah. like bricking over it and going, no, no, we're fine here, we're fine. Like don't don't disturb us. Yeah. Um, but to be able to like be pushing the boundaries which you've kind of put up for yourself so it's like it's not someone else's like you feel better like breaking them down on your own terms when you want them rather than going oh well I guess we should change now because someone else thinks we should yeah certainly or it's like if if a scene kind of reaches its end Mm -hmm. um, we're hopefully able to just kind of you know like jump onto something else or kind of I don't know just find our longevity somewhere else and just kind of staying true to ourselves and whatever sound that's going to be, I guess. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah, because, yeah, going from that, you know, with that kind of, with that confidence and that sense that, you know, you don't fit into a box. I mean, you know, we were talking about, you know, you've started putting together ideas for album three and, like, um, you know, you were saying that last time we spoke, you kind of, it's almost like you don't really want to play by any rule book now, you know, so could we be seeing a very different as it is, do you think, in the future? Or how, how sort of, how far would you want to push things? I think it's safe to assume that it's going to we've never wanted to write the same record twice and we're never going to we're going to write something that is you know fundamentally as it is but that's going to sound relatively different um we're honestly like now we're in the studio in less than a month like that feels crazy to say wow um and mentally i'm feeling really ready i think we all are and we have these really exciting ideas um, we're doing pre-production for the first time, which means we're going to like play the instruments and kind of figure some stuff out in a live band context. We've always kind of written in the box, like digitally on the laptop while we're writing it. And this time, um, because I'm really like proud. I think we're all proud of our like live show. I think that we bring a ton of like energy and kind of like 
sincerity and authenticity that doesn't necessarily get captured in a studio setting. So to try to kind of figure that out with that in mind ahead of time now, I think is going to add a lot to both the record, but when we perform it live, it's all just going to make a little bit more sense. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty safe to assume it's going to be a braver, odder uh, record. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting, man. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, like, let's let's say that that's what 2018 is going to be. But when you guys look back, let's say in five years' time, in whatever shape or form or wherever you guys are or wherever you're playing, um, and someone goes, what was tw- 2017 to you? Like, what in the history and, like, the legacy of the band did 2017, like, mean to you guys? What is it that you're going to tell them? I think 2017... To, to go back two years, 2015 was a year of like a lot of firsts. It was our first record. It was the first time we toured outside of Europe um, and went to three new continents. Um, 2017 was kind of doing that again, but more confident. We weren't just kind of the freshmen. It's like yeah. we, we kind of knew what we were doing. We knew uh, we made a lot of friends. And, you know, uh, when we kind of were like playing alongside uh, bands we looked up to, we weren't so kind of intimidated. Um, we weren't so insecure. We were out there kind of... This year we were feeling like a real band for, I believe, like the first time. Um, I feel like standing on a lot of these stages doing festivals like Download for the first time and when we've done Warp Tour and Slam Dunk in the past, um, we were really confident and we were really excited and we felt like we owned the stage this year. Mm. Um, and in the past, I think there were definitely moments of that, but I think this time and now consistently, we can walk out and feel really good about it. Like before the, the show, we're not as nervous. I used to get so nervous and sometimes <laughs> I still do, but you know, Brixton, I was terrified, but <laughs> that goes away in a few seconds and then you start feeling so comfortable, and I think we've grown really comfortable on much bigger stages and on much bigger festivals. Um, and we kind of command the stage and the crowd in a different way, and we like put on a real show. Like yeah. just feeling like a real band um, feels really exciting. Was that kind of like, um, <clears throat> was it less of a switch where you kind of went, oh, we feel this way now? Like was it kind of a nice natural progression? Into, Definitely. Because for a lot of people it's kind of like, you know, you can wake up one day and be like, that and everything feels different but if it's a nice like steady like like it's like a sail down a river Mm -hmm. i think it's yeah i think it's all about hindsight it's just kind of like looking back on 2015 and 2016 Mm. um as exciting as that was you kind of look back and go like we were just so stoked and we were just kind of like how is this happening this is fantastic (laughs) how would we trick fearless into giving us like a record deal this is crazy and um now we're just kind of like, okay, like this is, uh, no pun intended, okay, <laughs> yeah. um, this is it, this is where we are. And I think a lot of it too, and a lot of the really vulnerable stuff on okay that came from like me being like really emotionally unstable was kind of accepting that being on tour wasn't like a vacation. Like being yeah. on tour mm-hmm. was like my life. Like we were away for nine months of 2015. And uh, we, I think we did 170 shows then, and this year we did like over 130. And it's like treating tour like a holiday just doesn't work. Like life's gonna keep happening, um, personal lives and bills and all this stuff. It keeps happening, and learning how to um, not procrastinate both kind of 
my life and my like emotional well-being and my kind of like self-care I learned how to kind of like do that on the road doing something that I love like doing something that you love and caring about it and being like grateful for it um simultaneously like really just kind of trying to have a life and like yeah. trying to kind of you know um keep things everything moving in an upward direction not just this one thing yeah so yeah that was another thing this year that was pretty important to kind of learn and figure out and get used to big man amazing stuff so uh, a little bit more on what's coming up for the band at the end of the show um but we're gonna throw it over completely to patty now to talk all about his favorite things so uh, <laughs> so uh we'll kick off with favorite album of 2017 i've thought about this my favorite album it was between two and my favorite thing about these two records is they both have female singers cool. and uh i think they both do the majority if not like a lot of the, all the writing um, I think my favorite record of this year was Skin and Earth by Lights. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then a close second is After Laughter by Paramore. Yeah. Um, but And I haven't read the comics for Skin and Earth, but I've watched a lot of kind of the thought that went into it. I just love how ambitious and like imaginative that project is. But the music's just like gorgeous. And I've oh, been yeah. like a long time Lights fan. Um, but just this whole kind like it was just, it was such a big step. It's just enormous and it's beautiful. And I think it's just so impressive. And yeah, just hands down, best record of this year for me. Brilliant shout. Yeah, I spoke to Lights actually when it came out and just the, the level, like you say, the level of kind of layers and like thought that went into like just the comic book alongside it. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff. But like I don't fanboy a lot, but when we were on, uh, on Warped 2015, um, she walked on her bus by mistake thinking it was Bless the Falls and I had an actual heart attack. I was freaking out and like the band were there and everyone on our bus was there and I was just like, I can't do this. I was freaking, like, like I don't fanboy a lot but that like lights is one of the people I was like, oh my God, your lights. I feel as though she's, she's such an understatedly brilliant artist that a lot of people don't realize how exceptional she is at what she does and how consistent she's been over let's like 10 years now mm -hmm. and that thing of like how she can live in like the pop world and the alternative yeah. world and all this kind of stuff yeah. i think it's just so impressive when you can make music so versatile um just so good that it kind of speaks for itself in like multiple genres that's yeah. that's the thing that i think is so incredible about her my my favorite thing when i listened to the album was you know the uh the track with josh dunn mm -hmm. where Everyone's kind of going, oh my god, it's Josh. But then I was just like, all right, riff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like, like and, 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 to, and to have that, like, when, 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 you know, it's not very often that Josh Dunn can be, like, over, <laughs> like outplayed by For a guitar sure, right. riff. For um, uh sure, -huh. but like, But, like, that is like a broken will. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Um, but, like... Yeah, it's shown that like even after all this time and even throughout the reinvent in like the levels of reinvention, she's still full of surprises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I need to listen to that album a lot more than I do. It's great. Because every time I'm just like, it doesn't get much better than this. Just start to finish, that record is so so good. Mm. Yeah, what a shout. Um, yeah, let's have a tiny little bit like a chat of um Paramore as well after laughter. So so yeah, I mean like there's a lot of shouts for it. Very yeah. popular album. Um. What is it about? Because obviously it's a real shift for Paramore. Like, yeah. what is it about that grabs you? My favorite thing about Paramore is that when they release the first single of their forthcoming record, 
I don't like it. And then I, after a few listens, love it and can't stop listening to it. And there's, I get a similar thing with Fall Out Boy, but not as consistently with Fall Out Boy, because I, I don't love like every kind of like recent Fall Out Boy like single or album, but like with Paramore, it's like they grow so gradually and so uh, competently. Um, but like you say, they really just kind of veer off to like new directions and new images and all this kind of stuff. Um, and part of me just kind of rejects it at first and then I go, no, you guys are just awesome. You guys are just always so good. And then with this whole like, um, I don't even know how you like fully describe the genre of it, but it's just like a bit indie, a bit kind of like talking heads kind of vibe. It's just really like, like rhythmically, it's really fun. But that's my favorite thing about it is like Never Happy was this record where it was like, really sad lyrics and really happy music and that's exactly what they've done except a lot better like they <laughs> crushed it it's like the happiest re- it's so much fun but it is such a dark record yeah. they wrote like yeah. their darkest saddest record and their happiest record simultaneously it's just this one record yeah it's, it's incredible there's yeah. not many bands who can literally do that and it get the reaction it has yeah and people be so shocked by it as well because usually you can spot those sort of things but like it's it's almost as if, like, the more that people have listened to After Laughter, the more they've gone, oh, <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. And, and then, was, I'm, like, I'm crying, but I'm ch- smiling through it at yeah. the same time, which I think it's... like, it's, I'm crying, but I want to dance, and I want to yeah. dance while I cry. Yeah. It's yeah. like... <laughs> oh, f- oh, we've all done that. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how, like, being able to fit into so many worlds at, at the same time and be still one of the biggest names like that on our side rock has but also one of the biggest names in pop as it exactly yeah. at this minute it's something which it shouldn't be like taken for granted yeah absolutely what's your jam from it um fake happy is great i think 26 might be my jam from it good I, was, I listen to that song a lot that's a good sign yeah banger cool so uh speaking of jams top three fave of the year top three no fave of the year. um uh i don't know if they're called the fever or the fever three through three but oh, that, okay. that song we're coming in was dope yeah that music video was dope um nothing nowhere's record oh yeah. really oh, yeah. blew me away um and i think clarity and kerosene Yep. was like my standout well it's like i think there's so many great songs but like when you hear kind of again like that first single that you you, you form this really like deep emotion emotional attachment to that and for me that's kind of that's like the i don't know the quintessential like song of that record for me and then mm, third i don't know i mean what are you guys saying I might steal one of yours if it's good enough. <laughs> I mean, uh, for you me, first, yeah. yeah, for me, I love uh, Photo Booth by uh, Sleep On It. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's that's on a record of absolutely huge emotional pop punk songs. That's the one which hits me the hardest and feel makes me feel the most reminiscent and sentimental and like teary eyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, what else have I been into this year? It's always. You always you always think of the albums, but like when it's like single songs, you never really go. In Bloom, Neck Deep. Saying, yeah, yeah, that's banger. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, in a similar vein to Sleep on It is Grayscale. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. Was it, yeah. Did it, that, that came out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Atlantic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, from yes. their record. Yeah. 
Um, That blew me away because we've known those guys like for a very long time. Like we used to, when we did our first US tours, we'd sleep on their floors in like Philadelphia and stuff. Um, And to see them just absolutely nail it Mm. and really like establish this international following is like so exciting to see because they've always been like such sincere and excited and like just good hearted people. Mm. Um, And to see them just really like prove themselves and to just kind of do something so fantastic like we're all really like pleased to see that and yeah. bringing them over to the UK is going to be really exciting I mean, well Europe so and the UK amazing. this is going to be their first time outside the States so it's uh, seriously pumped for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's when you said that it's like Grace Hall oh yeah there's this song called uh, Come Undone I don't know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard of it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh god there's a guest vocal <laughs> it's all right yeah. yeah and it was so exciting to be part of that because like i said they've been friends for a long time yeah and we like i was recording the vocals for that on a usb mic in a van in tokyo yeah. and all this stuff it was just like so like not profesh but mm. at the same time it was just like so real like that's our, been our relationship with those guys and it was so just it was just really it was really yeah. fun Amazing. Yeah, we've had a dormant on like so much in yeah, the office. Yeah, that record so. rips. That yeah. record absolutely rips. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah, going back to Nothing Nowhere as well, because again, we've had Reaper in, on a lot in the uh-huh. office. Like, what is it about, because he's, he's a very sort of enigmatic figure. Uh, mm-hmm. What What is it about him that's particularly grabbed you? It's kind of, obviously there's a bit of a dashboard in there, but like, a lot I think of other that's things. the thing about kind of how elusive his, I don't know, um, image is as an artist, that... I don't know, like a lot of like, there's a lot of like kind of bands that are a bit like mysterious, like Glassjaw kind of have that going on and all this kind of stuff. And it just makes it so much more about the music. It's just like not about uh, his face or how he's dressing or all this kind of stuff. It's just the songs speak for themselves and the songs are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel as though more and more people, because it's, the album is such like a creep, it gets under your skin and you kind of like, identify with those songs the more that you listen to them and pick out the certain parts and it's because like taking away from everything which you could have in his look it's just added to each extra bit of intricacy that these songs have yeah and I think it's because people are kind of picking up that it's it is the best of both worlds it's something that no one's heard before it's something which no one's attempted before mm-hmm. and it just feels it feels like it, it feels fresh in a scene where a lot of things aren't fresh. Yes, and, for sure. And, yeah, and where something new is something to be cherished. Yeah, just somebody like coming out, like doing something completely different. To like, any, like mm. I, I don't care about what anybody's doing right now. I'm out here doing this, making this. Yeah. And that's just always so fun to kind of latch on to from like the get-go and to just kind of like follow and see where it goes i think that's the most exciting thing about it it's just like there's about to be this really like amazing growth and this journey and stuff and we all just kind of get to like watch it happen and go like all right cool yeah so exciting and yeah just before we finish up on this uh the fever as well Fever Mm -hmm. 333 talking of an enigma i mean obviously we all know jason butler yeah um, but the project itself is still quite under wraps like Uh what is it that's grabbing you i mean we love it as well like yeah were you a big let live fan I was, yeah. yeah. I was a big The Chariot fan, too. So, oh, so um, I'm just really excited to see what those guys bring. It's such, like, politically, the world is, like, such a volatile place right now. And to see somebody, like, getting mad again, that makes mm-hmm. me really excited. I used to be, like, really into, like, political music and, like, political punk and all this stuff. And just to see 
people being angry and like violent again like that's like exciting to see in music it's been like like you said like a relatively kind of tame last few years mm. i think it's time to get mad again yeah it's like there's finally like a doc martin coming back down on it mm -hmm. it's oh like, yeah yeah it's it's a feel it's they want it to be a movement and it does feel like a movement like, right for yeah. sure yeah like it's it's not just a like Oh, we're calling it a movement. Like, it's an actual, like, it's, it feels like the start of something. Yeah, Which, absolutely. Yeah. Big yeah. Rage Against the Machine vibes, I think. Definitely. Very exciting. Um, cool, so moving on to shows then. Uh, it splits into two. So, best show that you played personally? Best show that I played personally? Um, it might have been the Brixton Academy show. Mm. It was great. There was just this real vibe and energy to that show. And... I don't know, just kind of getting in front of that many thousand people. There's this real, um, if not like pressure, there's just this certainty that you have to, that you're in charge of commanding these people for this allotted amount of time. Um, and having seen the amazing bands that I've seen at Brixton in the past, that's scary. Um, but there was just kind of, there was no fear, there was no doubt, there was just fun. Um, and energy, and it was just a really good show. And I just so badly wanted it to not suck. So yeah. just, <laughs> the fact that it went well was cool. Yeah, it's, it felt like that because you can tell when you get on the stage of that size that something comes over you. Like mm -hmm. you've, and as you've said, like you still get nervous, like for the first like ten seconds yeah. before you got, and then suddenly you just let everything else, like just put yourself into the performance as a whole and like let the venue take you and you could tell that through like you've when you've been active on stage before it's like it's a thrill to watch but on that stage it was like I, you almost hit the ceiling when you did like yeah. high kicks like, <laughs> like and you usually get some good high anyway so. yeah 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 <laughs> so it was like yeah to be able to see a performance of that much like passion and grit in front of that many people yeah. made it a, more of a pleasure to see. It's, a, it's so much fun. It, it, and it's funny because I'm just such a boring guy. I'm <laughs> just so timid. I'm just like really quiet, probably reading backstage or playing Pokemon Go yeah. still. And then when it comes to performing, that all gets put aside for a bit of time. Hmm. And I want to be as energetic and violent and as just kind of passionate as I can for that amount of time and that's always been me it's just like it was always like what kind of like move can i do with this guitar behind these drums or with this mic and it's really just a matter of just it's just self-expression it's just i always felt out of place i always felt weird um and on stage that's the place where i it all kind of makes sense again um and yeah being able to you know explore such a big stage and such an important stage um, to this scene and uh, in just London venues, it was it was really fun. It was yeah. really special. Amazing, man. Amazing stuff. And show that you actually saw as a fan as well. Oh, good question. Let me see. Um, oh, I feel I feel okay. So I, I feel like I, it was probably a show that I went to while we were on tour. Let me think. I went and saw Chapel because I'm a big fan of Chapel. Like, so we, we did the water parks tour with them just at the end of this year. But when we were out in the States on our own headline tour, uh, when we played Houston, 
uh, Pierce the Veil, Sun 41, Emma Rose, and Chapel were there that night. So I, I went and saw them, and I think they are just such a good band. And they put on an amazing performance, just the two of them, like, really yeah. owning the stage. Yep. Um, I think that might have been it, to be honest. Yeah, they're just so much fun. They are such a fun band, such a sincere band, and just such a good band. They write amazing songs. Yeah, man. Sick. I'm, yeah. I'm, unfortunately, like, when they came out, we walked apart, so I was missed out on them. We were recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're actually, yeah, we're actually sat here. So at least, it, at least it was a good reason for missing. But there's just there is something so infectious about them, and also in the trend of like two piece bands, which is like come on, like more and more. It's nice when one actually like so many like can fall flat when it's just the two people, but when you're able to bring that much atmosphere and fun and like energy to something it's it's much better to watch than like seeing it sound a bit like gappy and mm-hmm. stuff and they've got the songs to back it up like and you can tell that the buzz is building and building and building for it mm-hmm. that I think 2018 will be it's it feels though like 2018 is going to be the one where everyone knows who they are now yeah yeah definitely a Sunday brunch what were you saying oh so good (laughs) worth the wait it's just awesome it's so good which one's your jam I just think Caught Up is like one of the the best songs I've heard I don't know when that came out I think I discovered that last year yeah Yeah, a long time ago now that song when I heard it it was just I was I'm subscribed to Rise Records on YouTube they Mm. uploaded it and I was like what is this this is just so damn good it's just such a well written song and the whole EP is full of just banging songs yeah. yeah I'm straight and I'm always fool's gold mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, which yeah. is just like I remember the first time I heard it I'm like this is my new favourite band so good <laughs> like and it's it's so rare that you get that but then I remember doing it on going on Spotify and just going through everything they had and then there's some band which isn't them who uh, yeah. oh yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I've done that too yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and when that came on I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they are, they're definitely not the same job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, for a minute I did, because, like, for anyone who hasn't realised, the track Do the Marino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. Which is just two minutes of, like, dolphin noises. <laughs> and I went... <laughs> This band are on the next level. Like, 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 Seriously, like, avant garde. Yeah, 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 like we're in 2017, they're in 2047. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, no, it's not them. Like, I, I also felt that. Like, I was like, how are they going to do this live? Like, for a pop song? Bring a live <laughs> yeah, dolphin yeah. on stage. <laughs> that would be taking it a step further, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing stuff. I hope get, hopefully, get an album next year as well. Uh, so that's completely thrown me off. Um, cool. So amazing shouts, uh, Fatty. Awesome stuff. So um, taking it back to 2018, then. Um, so you're saying you're a month off from the studio. That's that's right. So yeah. that's very soon. Very like, soon indeed. So what what's happening? So we're gonna be in near Austin, Texas. Um, it's gonna be I don't know how many weeks, but it's gonna be pretty fun. We've written most of the songs now. We're gonna write a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's just gonna be. Um, a, a really fun time. I don't want to say too much about it. I just kind of want to let the music speak for itself and just kind of how uh, different it might end up being. I don't really know. It's just kind of, you know, I, I always get so excited because like people have like, I think we have this really spin- special connection with a lot of fans and we have this like incredible, like passionate fan base. 
Um, and I always kind of feel bad that we're like always gonna like change our sound or like change our image and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know. It's just kind of important to stay true to who we are and try some stuff out and see if it works. Super exciting. And obviously you got all these tours lined up as well. I mean, yeah. like bringing Grayscale over to the UK for the first time, all sorts of stuff going on. For Super sure. excited for that as well. Yeah, very excited. Very excited. We're gonna um, do like the biggest headline shows that we've ever done as a band. Yeah. And we're bringing over some incredible bands to Europe and the UK. Um, but also it's gonna, it's gonna like celebrate okay, but it's also gonna celebrate like a lot of older songs we haven't played in a long time kind of like ep era stuff um stuff that like our hardcore fans like have wanted to hear for a long time so that's going to be exciting uh to relearn those songs i guess <laughs> see if we can still play them yeah. who knows <laughs> man that's a perfect place to end patty thanks so much for joining us ah, my pleasure thanks of course anytime very anytime. excited for as is 2018 and yeah merry christmas guys merry christmas love merry you bye christmas. bye